feel like we're doing a seance right now. Are you here, Jared? Hey, are you, you with us? Did you hear about uh, Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck on the live mic? No. Uh-uh. All right, let's let's get a live mic moment. Okay. Okay. Going on at the beginning of this pod. What? Yeah. What? What is it? I'll play it for you. Okay. So just for our listeners out there, a live mic is when uh, a hot mic, a hot mic or a live mic is a mic where like it's usually in during the action of like a sports game or, you know, something like that. And uh, well, a hot mic just means the mic is recording. Right. And on. But I feel like when th- we talk about it in the context of sports, it's like it's on and recording during a game and, and they're and capturing they either something kind of funny or. Yeah. Well, the, well, the yeah. Thing, yeah, they didn't notice. They, yeah. they didn't, yeah, know, they didn't know they were on. Yeah. So let's let's hear it. Oh, hold on. Let me actually. Let me, so they're. I'll, I'll, let me set it up for you real quick. So they're okay. they're doing a. Uh, they're at a football game, I believe it's. Oh, Packers game. I don't know who they're playing against, and um, they're doing a flyover. Mm-hmm. And uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are commenting on the flyover. Okay. that's happening. All right, here we go. Hot mic. Jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. And I'll tell you that right now, partner. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, geez. Can you play that one more time? Oh, play that one more time, please. There's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. And I'll tell you that right now, partner. <laughs> Do you think they're joking or serious? I don't know. That's <laughs> I why I was laughing. I can't tell. That's what exactly. It's really hard to tell if they're being serious or if it's uh, sarcasm. But, I mean, I agree with them to some extent. We do a lot of crazy patriotic things at sporting events and uh, spend a lot of money on it. I mean, it costs money to fly those planes over yeah. and do all that stuff. Overall, you know? the Defense Department spent at least $10.4 million on marketing and advertising contracts with professional sports teams across the board between 2012 and 2015. Is that how they recruit people in the military, dude? People see the plane, the planes fly over during a I mean, the a planes game? are dope. I mean, they are. <laughs> I want to yeah. one of those planes. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That's but how they get you. There is something, though, just about, you know, as someone that does kind of work in marketing, there is something just about getting, like, the brand in your face. Right. That's one way to do it. it. Just getting you thinking about the, quote-unquote, brand, (laughs) you know, the military. Uh, is is, you know, there's the subversive marketing where it's like, we don't tell you that we're marketing, but uh, you're thinking about us kind of thing. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I'm sure sure it it has an effect. And, And, yeah, the planes are cool. You like better believe they it. Have like those big ass B fifty two bombers right. going over. Right. Those are pretty cool. To look I feel at, like but we, it is, we, does seem pretty stupid and wasteful at the same. I time. feel like we're one of the few countries that really does that, though, right? Like, are there other countries that I, I feel f- like I've seen them at Formula One races? Okay. Formula One, for though, it kind of makes sense to me because it's like I mean, this already is high speed the exhibit of like like peak technology right and it's just like well here's the land form and here's the sky form. right all you need is the boat form and <laughs> you're good to go well, but the thing also is with um uh formula one is it's international right. so it's you know it depends on what like you know not every country they're not doing it at every race it's right. just like maybe some countries care more about that than i others. wonder what other countries do like national anthems before the games. To all of our uh, listeners out there, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com 
at if formal you, oh go ahead go ahead if 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 you uh, or your country plays uh the national anthem before a sporting event cuz i feel like i feel like other countries they tend to save that for like the big international stuff or like mm-hmm. olympics yeah but like I, I i would be willing to bet you a lot of places where they have like a, a soccer or football match or or even badminton or whatever in in you know different countries abroad they probably don't play na- their national anthem. Oh, I don't locally, think. like if it's just right. locally. Because in Formula right. One, they start every race with the national anthem. Of like the country where they're... Like some local person come in and sing okay. it or something right. of where they're at. And then after the race, they play the national anthem of the winner of the race and right. then the national anthem of the country of origin origin of the constructor with right. the, which is like the but that kind of makes sense for that context the formula right. it's one international right it's like exactly. a way of like you know showing yeah like respect a, recognition mm-hmm. admiration or whatever yeah, you I, call it, I, yeah, yeah i guess it would be different for yeah like at right. a local premier league game are they just playing the english right. national anthem right. every day or every, whatever that's a good question i don't know yeah. yeah i'm not sure but they i don't think also i you know i think it's fair to say that you know, probably our country is spending the most on military marketing. Oh, for sure. Uh, on an, I, I'm just just a guess. Well, I think we probably. I mean, we do have the biggest budget yeah, in the world sure. for our military. You know, the amount sure. we spend, it makes sense. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, whether or not we should be doing that is a different conversation. But uh, that's true. Yeah. So um, we are, by the way, back in the Azul Moose Studios. It's nice to be back. I still love the backdrop, mm-hmm. the blue wave. Get that, get that camera out here. I like to. Uh, I just like to look yeah. at this background. Well, it's I, I, nice. need a, I need my computer for something real quick. I oh, was that's true. We something. were reading. Okay, go for it. Go for it. My apologies. Uh, it's nice to be. Yeah, you, you ruined coming I'm, in too hot. I got a whole thing I'm doing. Okay, here. fair enough, Jared. Fair enough, Jared. It's nice to be back. It is dangerous, though. You know, it, we are still in these COVID times, and it's actually mm-hmm. kind of peaking now. But our lifestyle hasn't changed. No. Nope. And I just want to say, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, asking Chad and I to quarantine, mm-hmm. I surprised my closest inner circle uh, with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief few moments. Mm. It was beautiful, really. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was beautiful. Was it? And so when you see us here. This was uh, carefully planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on a private island that I rented out just so we could feel like things were normal for a bit. Did you hear about this, by the way? Do you know I'm what I was assuming you're talking about? Uh, Kim Kardashian yeah. and, and <laughs> renting yeah. on. Honestly, dude, I don't get why people are hating on her so hard, though. Because I mean, look, if you have the money and if you can do that, I mean, it's, it is a little tone deaf. I mean, there was also some other rich thing she recently did. Oh. Okay. Oh, for her birthday, she didn't do this. Kanye did this, but for okay. her birthday, Kanye got her a hologram of her dad. Interesting, uh, Robert Kardashian is that his yeah, name? I think of I him think. like talking to her. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> well, when you're that wealthy, though, dude. I mean, what else can you get? Like, come on, man. Are but you the, gonna buy her so, a bracelet? Like, there's there's one thing to to be like, listen, I have the money to do this, so I'm right. gonna do this. But just the, f- I, I love how it's like, uh, with the trip. To a private island right. where we could pretend things were normal uh, for, and I'm like, I, I mean, was must thinking, be nice. Listen, I, like, if even if I did all this testing and screening and I knew everything was safe, there's nothing normal about uh, me living on a private island for a week or whatever. Right, but it gives <laughs> you that semblance spe- of especially. Right, I was like, I was like, it's funny how what normal is. Did you see the picture? Oh, you probably did. I, uh, I think so. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I'm showing you this, but. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. is the normal weekend <laughs> right on my own private island rented out screened tested and, and yeah you're right it is you're people, right it is kind of tone deaf 
people were making jokes about it, like, uh, you know, after blah, 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 I've decided to, like, eat the final string cheese in my fridge or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> right. People were making their normal person comparisons. I, I, will, I will say, though, I mean, I can't hate on them for having the money and doing what they want with their money, but it is definitely wasteful, I think, I, to I, some I don't, extent. I don't hate on it. I, like, right. I, I don't even, I don't have a problem with it. I just find it to be so hilariously tone deaf. Like, it right. just, like, you could also just not say anything, you know? Right. Or you could also just say that I, this, the idea of making it feel normal, mm-hmm. the, like, there's like, you know, is, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just wouldn't share as much as, as she does. Maybe that's it. And listen, I'm not judging her. You can share as much as you want. No one has, has any interest in what I have to say anyway. So, well, that's, that's debatable. Uh, I, I'm interested in what you have to say, Jared. Thank you, Chad. That's for sure. Thank you. But uh, let's that, talk that about, is hilarious. Uh, let's talk about uh, your future, Chad. I believe you mentioned that you had some news regarding your fellowship. Yeah. Whew, some crazy stuff, man. Really? Yes. Oh. So uh, my uh, my freshmen are now finally... Uh, I have my freshman oral English class, my speaking class. Mm-hmm. And uh, to my surprise last week, um, I... Uh, Looked at my WeChat group for my class, and uh, guess how many students were in that group? 200. 207. Jeez. So I will be teaching an online oral English class with uh, over 200 students. And they're all uh, in the same room? And they're, well, they're all in the same online Zoom room or Voov room, yeah. Oh, but you were saying it's, you were saying it's not uncommon for them to be in this. Weren't you teaching in the something? same classroom? Yeah, my graduate students they okay. they usually go to a specific classroom. But they in the wouldn't have and them gather there. on that level. Well, I mean, they they have big enough lecture halls where they could. Sure, for sure. But um, is that very scary? To you? I imagine that's obviously the biggest class you've ever taught. Yes, it, but it feels better that it's. I mean, not better, but it seems more manageable online than no, it would be. In, I would argue the opposite. Hmm. You much rather be in person, standing yes. in front of two hundred seven people. Well, well, not during the right now times if it was not a pandemic if it wasn't well i mean i'll be honest if i was back in china um i mean some of my uh, friends who are over there excuse me teaching again they are actually uh some of them teach with masks on and the students wear masks because um they they go more out and about Mm -hmm. whereas like some smaller cities where they're more contained i don't think they have to wear a mask all the time i could be wrong about that but well, I they don't, have a good grasp on like the how numbers. many people are going yeah. in and out of cities and stuff right. like that. Right, so. and they and they do that. They have the health screening app over there, and mm-hmm. so yeah, they have a lot of precautions set up, which I think has actually turned out to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocker. So right. So 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 my 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 whole point of all this is is that. Um, I would definitely feel more comfortable doing that over there than over here. Right sure, now. sure. Um, but I mean, I I meant even outside of a pandemic, if right. if you it, you would feel more comfortable teaching 200 people in person than over zoom. i'd rather do it in person than okay. over zoom just because yeah i i just rather would i don't know why it's different lecturing in person with all those students i can walk around it's it's just mm-hmm. different uh whereas teaching online you know i can't monitor what they're all doing at least when we're in the same room i kind of have an idea of are they sleeping are they paying attention and these are freshmen and freshmen in college okay yeah i mean imagine so their like first their first ever school. Their first ever college English uh, oral English class with me online, where I have to monitor or two hundred and six other students other than themselves. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, it's it's not. You know, I'm going to try to roll with the punches and make it work. But is there? I mean, there's no way you can focus on whether people are paying attention or not. 
Not really. I mean, and, and the, the other thing is I can't... would just be so distracting. Well, and I can't call on them individually. I mean, it's like mm. I, I, I can call on them, but it's like I can't check every student in one lecture. I in, mean, it's not possible. On Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, do their, their, their names show up as Chinese characters? If they write them in as Chinese characters, So yeah. you just see a whole bunch... You, so you can't even look at them. You can't even really know their well, names. Well, and, and we actually used Vuv last week, which is like the Chinese version of Zoom, kind of, mm-hmm. except there's no breakout rooms. Vuv, if you're listening, please make breakout rooms. What about Skype? Do they do breakout rooms now? Uh, no. Yeah, nope. Skype is Micro- really dropped Microsoft the ball. Teams, though, they're tr- they're developing it. I okay. hear they're developing it, and they're in the beta testing now. Mm-hmm. A little insider from my work. <laughs> so, so there you go. Don't tell anyone, um, people. Right. But, um, um, well, you, I think you, I Google it, though. Yeah, That's I'm actually sure, how I'm I found sure out about probably, it. But, I don't but, think yeah, your but work I'd heard about it. Yeah, scoop. right. We do, Jared. We, we know that we have the, the you know, connects with the uh, high ups in Microsoft. You Anyways, Bill Gates. That's right. We're, we're homies. You know, we're on a texting basis. Anyways. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy, though. Um, and, and I'm not really sure how... I'm not 100% sure how we're going to make all this work because I found out I had this many students last week. I had been planning the entire semester for 30 to 40 students. How does that change your game plan? Everything. I mean, assignments. If you have 30 to 40 students, oh, yeah. you, can have them, you can have them do individual videos, individual stuff. You have to factor in how you're going to check things, these yep. things. How yeah. you're in, I'm not going to do a final exam because, I mean, think about it. If really, in my opinion, if you're doing, if you're teaching a speaking class, so to any of our language learners out here who listen. So this is a practical teaching speaking class? Well, yeah. Not, so let me, let me explain. Okay. So, so for all really of our, yeah, all really of our language learners who are listening right now, the, the key here is that uh, when you have so many students, in, in my opinion, when you want to evaluate uh, like a speaking class, especially after this is only eight weeks, so it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. But when you evaluate eight weeks of speaking, I think it's really important to give your students enough time to really demonstrate their skills. Mm-hmm. And just think about it, you know, mathematically. So I have 200 and something students. We'll just say 200 because it's an easier number to multiply by, right? If If they only do two minutes of speaking, you know, that's already, what, 400 minutes of speaking, mm-hmm. right? So so how, how long is that, 400 minutes? That's, that's how many hours? Uh, six, seven hours. Seven hours. That's just to grade one exam. It's more than that, I think. One, for one exam, though. <laughs> so over seven hours for one exam, right? Yeah. But I think, personally, you, you should really have, like, a 10 to even 20-minute talk if you have a small enough range of students to really ask them a lot of questions so they can really demonstrate what they've learned, what they know, their vocabulary use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am a true believer in fair assessments. You shouldn't... Six hours and 40 minutes. There, Okay, so see, there you go. <laughs> so that's a really long time. And that's just... So yeah. I can tell you, dude, my Flipgrid, which is the, the app we use... And that's just to look at them. Like, right. That's like grading is yep. more than just literally yep. looking at it and moving yep. on. So, so sadly, what's going to have to happen is I will have teaching assistants do the majority of the grading, actually. I oh, Get, I should get one to two teaching assistants, but here's the other thing. But you still have to. But I have to train them how to grade properly because yeah. because I think a lot of a lot of Chinese teachers, especially if they're a non-native English speaker, what I have seen is they mm. tend to really grade on grammar. And this ah, is right. a speaking class. I don't really care about their grammar. Like, yes, I want to know the mistakes and I want sure. the Point teaching out, assistants right. Exactly. But they don't need to. It's not like a direct one-to-one grammar right. mistake means lower score right. kind of thing. Right. Um, and I mean, and for certain assessments, we will assess their their mm-hmm. their grammar. You know, but not for everything. For the for the discussions, for the majority of the assignments, mm. it's going to be credit, no credit, and then giving them feedback to improve. And even if you have 
two teachers assistants mm-hmm. you still like that's still a hundred students per per teaching assistant so you still right. have to factor in yep homework length like that still yep. doesn't go away well i mean and here i'll i'll just i'll and just show you this wechat group i mean and that would be on top of through. their own workload because they're students still right yep yeah jeez. yep so here just feel free to just this is the wechat group feel free to just and i'm the green okay so so I, I so for all of our listeners out there, I just gave Jared my phone. He's looking through the WeChat group, and uh, so does someone go by the name? Can I say these the, names? Uh, it's not even a real name. Does someone is that their Monsieur? Yeah, is, is people that, go by. It's like a WeChat avatar, kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. like one of my one of my colleagues. She goes by <laughs> Sesame. You know, they have all different ones. Yeah. Raymond, um, that's a funny one. Mm-hmm. I have one that's Cristiano Messi. So He's obviously you, a soccer fan. <laughs> well, that's a weird one. But I'm I'm hoping my students will give me a Chinese name. What do you do with the can you do you have a way to translate these? Yeah. Click click and hold. Click and hold. Oh wow. Click translate. This is WeChat? Yeah. Wow. Imagine imagine our WeChat episode if you I should have just while well, I was in China at the time. Yeah. But, and I wasn't able to uh, to get it to work. <laughs> Somehow I but, got yeah. locked out of WeChat before I even got right. An so so yeah, but but see the funny thing is if you so Jared saw all these messages mm-hmm. and I can't respond to all these messages because they send sure. them at like four thirty a.m. when they're it's four thirty in the afternoon. And so you and wake up and you got like forty messages. I woke up unwritten. yesterday and I had sixty seven <laughs> notifications <laughs> yeah. from there. Um, so I had to basically just read through all those and try to address them in one to two messages. How has um, it been managing uh, the your you now your multiple jobs um okay so far but we'll see with with this this is, is it because they're like the the timing is opposite yep so by it the- works out perfectly mm-hmm. um i will tell you though my sundays have been pretty busy yeah um, and it was it was funny i was talking to one of my colleagues and the truth of the matter is i mean right now i don't think i've ever worked so many hours in my life to be honest with i can you. imagine that like uh, yeah it's been it's been busy but you know i mean i'm sitting at home I can't really go many. Yeah, pl- I mean, I could, <laughs> but but yeah. So I figure you know, you know, work, gain a lot more experience during mm-hmm. this time. Stack this paper, and yeah. you know, um, I'm with you. You know, so but it's but I will say this: when I initially, it was kind of funny my reactions to the way this all played out. So let, let me tell you kind of how it played out, Jared. So, um, you know, I figured out that's how many students. I asked the student monitors who are like the ones who are responsible for the class. They confirmed I was teaching the entire freshman class of English majors. Um, and then I, I, You're like, I just to confirm, these are all my students. Yep. Yep. That's basically what went down. And then I yeah, asked my uh-huh. colleague who is, she's the one who coordinates a lot of this stuff. She's Chinese. And she said, and, and she said, yeah, I'm really sorry, but you're teaching all those students. So, so I told her, I was like, well, you know, this doesn't seem optimal, but I'm, I'll do the best I can. Yeah, I mean, if it is what it is, um, then I guess but I'll I, do it. What, the one concern I am concerned with, or the one concern I have is that... Um, I like the first one you said. The one concern I'm concerned with, <laughs> um, to be redundant for redundancy's sake, to be extra... Yeah, anyways, um, the, the issue is... I, I'm only allowed to work a certain number of hours for the fellowship. Mm. Like that's what I'm contracted for. Um, and the thing is, is I think a lot of people, myself included, I go in a lot of jobs I've had, I, I try to go above and beyond. Mm. You know, I try to do the best job I can do. But what does that mean? Generally, I think sometimes that will mean more time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sure. So, but if if I spend too much time, one, it's I'm I'm doing extra, and I, I hate to make this about money, but I'm doing extra that I'm not technically getting paid for. Sure. And it cuts into time to do other stuff and for my other job. It sounds bad to make it about mm-hmm. money, but I mean that's what it's a, a job factor. Is. Yeah, it is it's a factor. sort of a transaction right. of sorts, and you'd be foolish not to sort of do some time like math on what is your time worth. Well, I've been calculating it. 
Oh, like how actually, how much? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Well, how so do you, before, what's yeah, your yeah. unit? Well, so I, well, I just calculate. dollars per hour or something no, like that. Uh, well, well, I mean, no, what they pay me is where I calculate. Okay, but uh, yeah, so the, I mean, it's an hourly rate for sure, okay, okay. for the entire semester. So I'm contracted for two fifty hours. Um, for the the whole semester. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've been calculating them week by week. I'd have to actually add them up to f- sure. tell you what I'm at right now. But um, when I first started, I was just doing planning, and I would plan about ten to fifteen hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know, every day for a couple hours, work on powerpoints, read through materials that I want to use, look for resources, all that good stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that was like all of July and August. Was it hard? To, are you a procrastinator? I feel like I would procrastinate um, hard on that. No, because <laughs> okay. because there's a lot of other steps to doing it online. Mm. Um, and I spent a lot of time trying to flesh out and think about the assignments we would do. Okay. Um, because I didn't, I didn't, I'm actually not giving any exams in my classes this semester because, right. because number one, um, so you have to get creative with how you're going to assess right assessment. People. So, so my, my grad courses, they're doing a teaching portfolio because I wanted them to do something that is applicable to their life when they graduate. Mm. Because I was in graduate school, I wrote plenty of papers. Teaching portfolio is that like a resume or something? Well, so a teaching portfolio, they will have. Uh, well, they've already like written. A CV? They've already written a syllabus review. Uh, they uh, have written a lesson plan. They will write four activities, and they will write their Are teaching, teaching philosophies. Students? Yeah, these are uh, these are uh, graduate students in the English department that will become English you. teachers. Okay, okay. Well, a few of them. That's the funny thing. So I have ten students uh, there, and a few of them are going to become English teachers. Uh, a few of them would like to use English in business, mm-hmm. and a few of them are hoping to go into like linguistics. So okay. like further academia, probably PhD, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting mix. But but the goal is. I mean, there's value in this teaching portfolio for every single student, regardless of what they're doing after this, because what they're sure. learning is they're learning on how to how to write collaboratively because I'm having them give their peers feedback and react to that feedback and, and improve their writing. Um, also, how to write to different audiences and contexts mm-hmm. and uh, and also really think about writing a plan. Like a lesson plan is is a plan at the end of the yeah. day. And even for business, that's a useful skill to have. Sure. So, a business plan is a very important part of a business. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, so that but see that I have 10 students. So it's really manageable to read that. Give them exactly. feedback. Give them can, resources. Yeah. You can, whereas, yeah. Whereas two hundred students, you know, I have varying levels of students, and I do have some students who are minority groups in China. So, so from Tibet, from uh, Xinjiang, which is where the Uyghurs are, mm-hmm. um, and so I do have some students there. And my colleague told me. Um, I mean, it sounds a little harsh, but I mean, it sadly, I think is the, the situation over there. She said, you know, some of the students from minority groups, they just don't grow up with the same quality of education mm-hmm. as a lot of the, the Han Chinese minorities do or, or majority. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And so so because of that, you know, she said their English might not be as good. But I actually had a couple of the students that are from Tibet um, uh, send me messages on WeChat saying, you know, we're we're really excited to have you as your, our, our teacher. And we're excited for this class, which do is nice. Speak, to they, mm-hmm. they speak Chinese. Uh, Chinese and, and Tibetan. Okay. Uh, di- I don't know if it's considered a dialect. I'm not sure what the right term is for that. I got gotcha. you. But yeah, but so it's been an interesting week to, to do this. And I've had to rethink my entire course now mm-hmm. because of this. But here's the other thing is that's going to take some time now to figure out how I'm going to do everything. So does it feel like all that time you spent before was kind of a, a waste? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it I'm going to reuse, modify, and adapt because sure. that's what you do. But uh, yeah, I mean, because like you already I said, had like assess, ass, assignments planned, right? And it's like, like well, I was going to do a, a final. Yeah. yeah, I was going to do group. Uh, I'm still going to try to do group presentations, but once again, the TAs will be most likely grading them, and I'll try right. to watch. So them. they're going to record. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like you can't. Yeah, you can't right. do that live. Right. 
Well, 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 they're going to. I'm gonna. Oh, there's okay. a way that they can kind of do it. I think we'll see. I have a couple ideas, okay. but I gotta iron these out. Because I it feel takes like time. it is useful. Like even though it is virtual, like speaking in front of people is a much different skill than even just speaking in front of a camera. Where I assume most of these kids have at least a basic ability to edit stuff. You know, right? Well, it's not only editing, but you have more time to think. Sure. And a couple Write of my students, a couple of my students, I'm pretty sure they were reading. So yep. I need to talk to them yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine the, the, that. The you can hear it. You can always hear right. someone that's right. reading. <laughs> well, but I will say this. A lot of Chinese students tend to be a bit more monotone because they don't mm. understand the intonation uh, and inflection of English. Because their language is so... Is well, so their language is tonal. To- tone heavy that they right. don't know how to apply right. the be, non-tone right. language. And, and, I make it that. And it's interesting too, Jared, because when I try to attempt to speak Chinese, and it's very poor, mm-hmm. you know, Chinese... When they laugh at you. <laughs> Bless they you. always laugh at me. Thank you. They always laugh at me. But the, the funny thing is, is that um, I feel like I kind of have to sing. Like when, mm-hmm. even when I first, uh, my students introduced themselves with their Chinese names, uh, my graduate students, you know, they, the way they would say their names, you know, and I would, and so when I would have to say it, I would almost have to try to mimic or imitate the way they said it. Um, and, but yeah. it only sounds weird to you. I mean, it sounds weird to them because of your weird accent. But right. the singing part probably doesn't. It feels weird to me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 really interesting. But you know, I, I have a couple. I want to just. Can I make a couple predictions and then sure, and, and then in January I want to talk about this again. So sure. stay tuned, people. Um, but I want to make a couple predictions of how this course is going to go down. Okay. okay. With, with so many students and what I hope to get, what I hope to learn from it and where I hope my students will learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, we're going to put my students first here. Number one, my prediction <laughs> Perfect is. Perfect background music. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> my, my first prediction is I really hope my students will, this isn't a prediction, I guess, but a hope. And we'll see if, if this can mm-hmm. be uh, confirmed later is my hope is the students will build a community with their classmates where they can feel comfortable speaking English together. Um, and do you and, have any reason to believe that? Well, let me let okay. me explain myself here, okay. Jared. Let me explain myself. This is based here. off of your previous experience in China. Well, so this far, is, I don't understand how that would happen. Well, this is what I'm hoping. But so I'm please, hoping they they are going finish. to work in groups, and I'm going to give them assignments. The plan is I'm going to lecture for an hour, and then that other hour they are going to actually meet in groups. Are and you going to set up the groups beforehand? Uh, that's the teaching assistant's job. Okay, but because they're be going to coordinate that. Party, yes, essentially. yeah, okay. but they'll be coordinating that, and then I will be checking in with the students and mm-hmm. with the teaching assistant about these groups every week. Okay, um, but the goal here is for them to meet twice a week outside of class, which so you're they like will a do. Manager, you're yeah. like a teacher slash manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to write about this course on my CV. I mean, it seems like no great experience, idea. though. Well, yeah. This well, seems like like almost what a professor does. I, I, well, I mean, it is. I guess, yeah, you are I teaching mean, college am, students. Am, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, so my, my point here with this, Jared, um, is that I think that's my one hope, is okay. I hope they can build that community. My second, my goal for this course is students will simply feel more uh, adept or comfortable to simply communicate in English. I'm hoping to, and by uh, the way I'm hoping to do this, Jared, is Mm -hmm. by giving them a lot of examples and emphasizing to them, especially while they're in their groups, this is the time for them to take risks and try and make mistakes and help each other out. Now, if that will actually happen, we'll see. But I'm hoping if I train the teaching assistants properly and if if I emphasize this enough with the students and... Here's my other strategy. If I speak a little bit of Chinese in my lectures with the students, mm. they will see me making mistakes. They will see my hear my terrible accent, and I think it will make them less self-conscious about their English abilities. What, I hope. What I was going to ask was, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you kind of did. I answer your question. Okay. Was um, 
how do you plan on like like how do you plan on taking the, like if mm-hmm. if you expect them to you know step out of their comfort zone or step out of the mm-hmm. box and take this risk i feel like you have to do that too but you kind of answered that with mm-hmm. the with the speaking chinese i think mm-hmm. that's an interesting move speaking that, that seems that seems uh <laughs> they're gonna lie yeah right. okay I, that seems like a good strategy because that mm-hmm. even made me laugh er sansa um, that's one two three four I see say, how much how much Chinese do you Schweiger. remember Schweiger. where you could uh, like just you know pull it out consistently that's one of my favorite or words or phrases there Jerry Schweiger what does that mean it means it literally means I think handsome guy or handsome man mm, mine's but, a nigga uh, that's, a, that's a good one that's a good one that means uh, that it's either this or that okay. it's jigger and well, sometimes they yeah uh, yeah. Um, and so so anyways um, but Schweiger is one of my favorites because technically it means handsome guy mm-hmm. but one of my friends who's American who uh, uh, he's engaged to a Chinese woman has spent a lot of he was in the Peace Corps in China for I think five no it's two years is Peace Corps uh-huh. I don't remember but he was there for a long time speaks speaks okay Chinese I think in my opinion mm-hmm. um, but but he, the funny thing is he knows all these good idioms and phrases and stuff <laughs> he'd be fun to get on the podcast actually I'd okay. have to talk is to he, him he's, he's a great guy he's in Michigan no, no 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 he was in he's from Colorado but he might be back in China now uh, okay, okay, um, so okay. we might have to coordinate the timing a little mm-hmm. bit but anyways he 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 would always when we would go to restaurants he that's how he would get the waiter's attention is by saying shwaiga uh, so okay. by calling him handsome man handsome man mm-hmm. um but I, but you know that's how some people in china will do that okay, so it's so- kind of a cool kind of interesting <laughs> funny but my i even heard my students um um or not heard them but they but they wrote um, I had a couple of them write in Pinyin, Schweiga, in the chat when I was doing the lecture So on you can recognize Monday. it in... Oh, wait, what's in no, Pinyin? No, Pinyin is, is our alphabet with, with oh, the symbols of I the see. tones. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to use Chinese. Okay, so that's what I hope the students get out of it. Mm-hmm. What I hope to get out of it is uh, better learning how to better manage. Because I think I'm going to have to manage and delegate more. Yeah. Um, number one. Trusting people. I, well, like, I don't think I'm a pretty trusting person. Well, I mean, I think, like trusting, like um, I mean, more like trusting that they're doing what what you expect of them. Is right. what I mean. Not like that well, that's steal that's from you or right. Something. Well, that's just more me being clear enough. Sure, um, with your what you want. From yeah, them. exactly. Because yeah, they'll do what you want. Right, uh, and and I think I think uh, I have to say, from my understanding of uh, teaching assistants over there, it seems like they are very receptive to like it's it's a it's a hierarchy thing. You know, if you're above them, they mm. they do what you say. Yeah, and um, it seems like I get the the vibe that a lot of the students there are willing to work hard. Yeah, like I feel oh, like you don't sure. have to be concerned. Right, like I feel like you're going to be more concerned about the workload being too much before they are. Yes, well, but see, the workload is different for speaking. Like the the homework, quote unquote homework, I'm going to give them will be like uh, learning vocabulary, watching videos, mm. stuff like that. Um, and and then they'll talk about some of these things when they meet. I also have a textbook. It's, so they're teaching mm-hmm. in their, they're not just grading things. They're teaching in their smaller groups too. They're doing some sort of lessons as well outside of just Well, not lessons, but just discussions. Discussions, discussions types of and I'll have them do different activities too. So games. they're kind of oh, so they're kind of like going to lead a, essentially kind of like a cafe stunde. Yeah. Kind of like when we were in Right. In yeah, college. It's, yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's more of a self yeah, so that's the thing. But you're right, though. There is a huge level of trust with the students, mm-hmm. you know, and you hope that they're not. I have no control if they're actually. Well, what I'm going to do is they're going to do reflections and journals. Does, does that hierarchy continue now? You you are obviously the boss, boss. man. That's so right. there's the hierarchy there. That's right, Jared. Uh, Don't forget it, boss. There's a hierarchy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's the hierarchy there, but. 
does that hierarchy continue down from TA to student? Like, is there a respect level there automatically? Or oh, yeah. is it still like, I mean, we're still all students here. Well, well no, the, I feel like the TA, I think, will be probably be a graduate student. A grad student. student so I would imagine. Still, okay. Okay. I, I think, or maybe even a senior. I think there's still going to be some seniority where there will be a level mm. of respect. And over there, I can tell you there is a level of respect. They, they respect the respect. Even the, even the one-year difference, man, over there, it's different. Okay. I mean, it's, it's well, really interesting. Well, I do know in general that they take, like... Age, age is viewed very is differently. Like you, yeah. Fun episode idea, dude. Yes. Perception of ages mm-hmm. in ages in different places. <laughs> yeah, I like don't know Asia. why I said that so weird. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's that G in English, man, has all ages. those weird you know, has all those weird sounds with it. But yeah, so I'm I'm uh curious to so managing and delegating will be I think a thing that I'm gonna have to really learn to mm-hmm. have this course be successful for the students. Um I've put a lot of thought into this. Um, you know, of how, how like to do it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying here because um, this is definitely not what I expected. <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean, you're or what in, I signed up before. It seems like, yeah, you're, you're, you, you tend to be someone that does not like to be side. Uh, what's it when you like something you like caught by surprise, right? Or thrown a curveball. Yeah, you're, you're a very prepared kind of person. I try to be, especially with teaching, because yeah, you have to be. Yeah, sure. You uh, really have to be. I, but I will say this: I do think. Uh, it was funny though. A couple of my students asked me for like my Instagram and like other mm-hmm. stuff, and I told them straight up. I was like, "Look, right now you're my students. Yeah. When you're done with my class, I'll give you all that stuff. Whether or not you should be using Instagram in China is not my <laughs> my judgment." <laughs> what I was wondering, but, uh, was like, "What are you going to do you with know, that?" <laughs> right, but I, I straight up told them. I said because it was funny. The first yeah, lesson, yeah, it doesn't matter to you. You're in a place where it's legal, right? Uh, the funny thing is, is that my students, uh, the first lecture we did, I had them ask a lot of questions just because, you know, it was, I wanted to kind of gauge their English levels. Did you use like the raise hand feature? Um, well, that and and they, ironically, sadly, in a speaking class with so many students, some did come on the microphone, but a lot of them actually wrote in the chat window. Mm-hmm. But then I can assess also their grammar and their spelling a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I it's mean. It's not terrible. But right. Yeah, but it's not the most ideal situation. But, you know, what I've learned so far is you just got to. Roll with what you got. Um, But if I do end up teaching, again, for the fellowship next semester, I will be very clear in the contract uh, a specific number of students. And I can tell you it's not going to be 200. Yeah. Um, But see, that's something that, I mean, first you don't think that people, like you just don't think about these things until you have actually experienced Well, and we are, I am, I, myself and a couple of my colleagues, we are the first VELFs that China has ever had. What, that's the, what, what is VELF? Virtual English Language okay. Fellow. But see, that's the... Gotta love the acronyms, right, Jerry? <laughs> you just said that like I was going to know right. what that meant. Well, what do you mean you don't know what a VELF is, Jerry? You uncultured, you know. But the, the funny thing is, though, dude, is I was the first fellow at my university, number one. So mm. I feel like that's kind of a challenging and difficult situation as it is. Sure. Like you want to make sure... I You want to set the bar high, but you don't want to set it too high. Mm-hmm. And that's the other challenge. If you teach this many students, what I worry about is whoever comes after me, if they do this next year... They're not going to be able to fill you, your you, shoes. You know, your well, shoes. well, it's not that, but, they're, <laughs> but it's just... I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's a difficult position to be in when you have yeah. 200 students, especially online. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's just different. Well, hopefully... They now know to make that clear beforehand, right? And myself as well, because I I think it it's one thing to be in this in a situation like this, but it's another thing to to figure out learn about it like a week or how like what is it a couple days before you right. start work four days before yeah. four days right it's um, like it, like it's not that you would have not taken the job, but it obviously. In June, when you were planning, for I would have planned it very differently. <laughs> yeah, you would have known. And, what's and I happening. think, and I think the class would have been a lot better. Sure, because you know, um, you'd have this, the months to do the planning right, that you did. Right, properly. exactly, yeah, exactly. I could see um, that, but but we'll see how it goes. You know, I think this it's going like to be a great be, learning experience. It sounds like this is good for the resume too. 
I hope so. We'll see. It's going to be hard. I think it's it's going to be tough. But you know it's not tough, Jared. Well, sometimes it's tough. Yeah. It's not tough to spread some love. It shouldn't oh. be tough to spread some love. That's I right. Say. I was actually going to skip that and go to untranslatables. But can you I do have one? a shout-out. Yeah, so can go I do for one? It. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a shout-out to my airline of choice. Um, Spirit? <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> Wow Air? Is that the one that went under? Is yeah, wow? that was the one that went under. No, my airline of choice is Delta. And actually, it was my airline of choice even back before, because I used to be a Northwest Airlines guy, and then Delta bought Northwest Airlines, and I'm still I'm still on still the salty? Uh, Delta or, train. Oh, no, I'm not salty. I mean, this is corporate America. This is what mm. happens. But um, American Airlines shows support for black staff uh, passenger... Wait. American Airlines shows support for black staff. Passengers with Black Lives Matter pin is the title. Look at that. Am I crazy? Or did I show support for black staff, comma, passenger that's this is how you read this, Jared. American Airlines shows support for black staff, passengers. So black staff basically and passengers with Black Lives Matter pin. They probably didn't put the and there to save space. Okay. So okay. In that headline. But that's how I read it. That's you know. Alright, well let me is, are there birds running into this Flying window in the or something? Window. Potentially, yeah. Hearing? I heard okay. a couple of them. Could be the skylight, too. We've oh, had birds, we've had birds hit possible. there, too. Um, yeah. um, American Airlines has become the latest ma- major airline to support its employees wearing Black Lives Matter pins on the job. How do companies not get this? Right. I mean, Delta or Delta clearly does, but like we've seen it with like Taco Bell and right. stuff. Well, I just, I just don't get... I just don't get why... Well, okay. I get why companies are cautious because they don't want to offend or lose money. But at the same time, I feel like as Americans, we should all be cool with people wearing, if they want to wear a Black Lives Matter pin, I don't... It almost seems like a bigger, like you're making a bigger thing of it to make a point and tell them they can't wear it. Correct. Yeah. It's like... uh, Yep. yeah, especially I agree. since to, to I guess to me at least it seems like this is not even it's not even a controversial right. thing they're saying. And and the thing is too, I feel like you know the whole point of of we're we're in America and here here we should be yeah. able to if if you want to support support who you want to support. Freedom of speech is a yeah. freaking it's a lie. And <laughs> it's such a lie. Like in the, the people that support it are, are liars. Well, I, straight I, up I, liars. Well, I don't think it's a lie. I think the way people interpret freedom of speech isn't always very accurate. Is the way I would put it. I just don't think they actually. I think it, they believe it for themselves, but not right. When they but that's not free speech, it. exactly. Which makes right. me think that they don't. They don't they don't fully, fully understand it. it. Yeah. Correct. I agree with that for um, sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, American Airlines believes in equity and inc- wait. American Airlines. I will. I will say. Oh, this is. I thought this was dumb. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this though, Jared. I. I do get a little. It irritates me a little bit though when people on the left get really pissy if people do wear like a Trump pin. Like mm. I, I get, I get. There's a difference between Black Lives Matter and, and sure. like wearing a Trump pin because one's political. Uh, well, I think Black Lives Matter is a political movement, but kind of. But sort it's, of everything involving race sort of has political right. Like that, right. That, that then says we, no one can ever mention race because right. you know race has been baked into the politics of the U.S. for a and lot, it's a major yeah. part of you know the, our the culture and our and, life and society and everything so, but i my point any sort of mention of race right, is now pu- is political. is gonna be political right i agree with that the other thing is too is that with but i think if if you if you want to wear a, a black lives matter pin or a sticker i think then too you can't uh, like you can judge people sure. if they wear whatever but i think you need to allow people if they want to wear a trump pin sure. um you know 
I mean, I got that. I mean, that's know, what we were saying. Right. Like, the, if you believe in free speech, right. then it, it goes exactly. Both ways. And I, so, yeah. but I think that's great that uh, American Airlines is 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 doing that. Oh yeah. They so should, let me say what yeah. they let me say what happened. Yeah. Uh, how did they show I support? I thought it was Delta. I feel like I her, her, her anyway. Amer- I clearly maybe wrong, both did. Maybe Delta did it earlier, and that's why you're thinking of it. Maybe American Airlines has become the latest major airline to support its employees wearing Black Lives Matter pins on the job. American Airlines believes in equity inclusion for all. Read a statement from America American provided to USA Today by Representative Sarah Jantz in light of the appropriate attention in lives, blah, 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 blah. Some American, <laughs> the appropriate attention, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Some Americans, some Americans black employees, some, oh, some of them, Amer- I get confused. Americans is what they're, uh, mm-hmm. some of American Airlines black employees noticed workers at other airlines sporting Black Lives Matter pins and asked if they could use this, uh, if they could do the same. Mm-hmm. American Airlines, this is not what I actually wanted to talk about. What mm-hmm. I saw was com- something completely different than this and okay. this is my fault you're good there was there was something in, and now i feel like i was right to say that it was delta uh oh th- there's i just it's deep Did you click on the oh. it's deeper in the article mm. see this is the only downside of ad blocker yep sometimes don't make it seem like you have that's a why i don't have it yep that's why I don't yeah because you're always going to usa today chad that's right dude. uh oh here it is delta airlines uh here it is uh, you matter to well, us, Delta Airlines. This upgrades, is what I'm looking for. Upgrades black traveler harassed by white flyer. There we go. Okay. Now that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Shout out. <laughs> oh, I didn't connect it because I uh, shout out to Delta. Yep, uh, so, for yeah, for sure. This is what I was looking at. Let's I just f- pretend the last 48 minutes didn't happen. I feel like it's always great to see when when somebody... You know, something is, I, I wouldn't say it was made right, but I think it's good that Delta stuck up for this person and, and did something nice for them after having to go through something crappy like that, you know, and, and shame on that white dude for Hold on, har- harassing the, the passenger. Oh, have you heard about this story? No, I oh, haven't. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Demetria Poe is applauding Delta Airlines for taking a stance against racism and discrimination after she was harassed by her seatmate during a recent flight from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C. Poe to- po told USA Today uh, Wednesday that uh, a white woman appeared to purposefully swap her American flag face mask for a Blue Lives uh, Matter mask oh, once realizing her seat assignment was next. I love how she has a one ready to go, by the way. Right. She's wearing an American flag mask. She's like, oh, no, this I need this, this ain't going to do. I need my upgraded racist. That's right. I need my That's racist right. flag. I need my one. All Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this level's been upgraded to the Blue Lives Matter right. flag. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, 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 Blue Lives Matter supports police, as we know, and is a counter movement to Black Lives Matter, right. which aimed to eradicate white supremacy. Which is so stupid blah, 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 because blah. blue, I mean, I mean, a cop is a career, police officer is a career or a job. Right. You can't, you can't change. I mean, you can change the color of your skin in theory with medical <laughs> treatments, I guess. But you, you know, you're born how you're born. You or know, Rachel it's, it's Dolezal. I mean, excuse me, right. in Kiche is uh, <laughs> is transracial. Oh, did you hear about the, there's a the, bunch of there them, was bro. a professor that uh, said she was Chicana. I tweeted about did, that actually. Oh, you did. Okay. And I said, "How many of these secret?" Uh, hold right. on, I need to now see what I because I I, I kind of made do, myself. Do laugh. we need to give me a fake identity on the Untranslatable <laughs> podcast? You're welcome to tweet yeah. on it. Uh, I said, "How many of these undercover uh, undercover white people are out right. there?" Right. <laughs> yeah. A, what should my undercover? What should I put as my this is, this uh, is doofy what you're Twitter? About. And you can actually see it on our Instagram at the very 
Uh, excuse me. Oh, I know. Yeah. Hashtag Chicana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Assistant professor of African American history. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, the uh, back to the article. The woman was trying to entice me into an argument because there was no need for her to flip uh, that mask in my presence. Right. She is it a reversible mask. She didn't do it for uh, anyone else. <laughs> it was as if she was making a statement and she wanted me to know. American. Uh, okay. So. Um, now it goes back to American Airlines for some reason. Uh, there's this. Oh, this is one article just all about right. racism. So anyway, what Delta did was they did move her seat and they upgraded yep. her, and then they sent her a like a letter and a Black mm. Lives Matter pin. That's what. Oh, nice. That's what this is. Oh, cool. It has a little Delta logo. Nice. Yeah. So okay. I think I will say that's I, some that's some great. I will uh, say customer service, customer service right there. I will. I, uh, I think oh. I'm knocking. I think I'm knocking. I think the, we're good. The cord. Yep. Yep. With, we're uh, good. With my we're good. cord. Um. I will I hope say you didn't hear that. I, I, I will say I will say this though, Jared. I do I do think it's good that they're supporting them. I do think some of this does come from a capitalist. I hate to take it here. Yeah, of course, but, bro. Know, but some of it. But, 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 I, but it's I a good think, gesture. But what is what is it's a good that, gesture? Everyone. All right, back after I have a some bad XLR cable. Technical we difficulties, it. we fixed it, and I think you know what time it is, Jared. I do. I do. I'm not ready, but I do. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, we we missed the we missed the gun by you know on the uh, actual clock, but uh, it is time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, axioms, phrases that don't translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And uh, I will start us off again today, Jared, with mm-hmm. some uh, uh, Brazilian Portuguese, and it is encher ling- linguiça, I think. Is that language or words or something? No, it actually means. Uh, to fill uh, spicy pork sausages. Interesting. So I, that might be a false friend because it kind of sounds like linguistic or something. It, it kind of does, doesn't it? But yeah. To fill... Uh, so to ling- fill... to Basically to fill sausages. But I think uh, ling- linguiça... I don't know if I'm saying it right. That is... Sausage? Uh, sp- Pork sausage okay. specifically. Is I that think. um that sounds like you're someone is like full of BS like BS t- talking a lot of BS like you're just shoving I, BS I, at someone. I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah, okay. it's it's uh it's to yeah talk meaningless uh talk about meaningless uh details or meaningless yeah, issues in detail. Yeah. So yeah, if you're filling up spicy pork sausage, we have a. a uh, oh, that's how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to see how, that, how the sausage is made because then you, uh, you you're not gonna like yeah, it. You're anymore. talking about these meaningless issues in detail. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have uh, two Danish untranslatables today, and uh, oh no, actually I want to do a Welsh one first. I forgot I had another nice. one. I like this one. Um, all right, you know you think I'd be prepared after last episode? <laughs> no, nope. when nope. I had no idea how to pronounce uh, uh, untranslatable. Let me let me start with the other one, and we'll come back to we'll come back to that one. Uh, so let's do the Danish one. Okay. Tak for kaffe. You should you could probably translate something that. with uh, coffee. Time for coffee. Uh, thanks for coffee. Thanks. Oh, thanks for coffee. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, like thanks thanks for the thanks for your two cents? Um, or I didn't ask your opinion. No, no. So let's 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 it's not your business. Uh, no, it's no. it's it's more of like a like a response like a response to something, like um, like for example, actually, mm-hmm. you uh, I mean, it has. By the way, this doesn't have anything specifically to do with coffee, other than mm-hmm. it's obviously in the. Um, but you uh, you so so when I give you this example, don't be thrown off by the fact that I'm going to use coffee as okay, an <laughs> okay. I'm already thrown off. But that's okay. Um, you. Uh, you you you've been uh, you've been ranting about this coffee about how mm-hmm. delicious it is yep. and and how much you enjoy it and then you gave me a cup and I say mm-hmm. tak for the coffee 
So this good is good stuff. That's no, good no. stuff. No, 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 no. It means it's just a. It's just wow. It means wow. It's like oh, a, it means wow. Like a response. Ah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like holy, holy moly. Kinda, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. We Back need to think of a cool, wow. untranslatable one for wow. That just well, ran. I love how it. Well, in, in English, there is sort of that that uh, like you know we'll we'll slap slap my aunt and call me Sally kind of thing. It's, <laughs> you know, right? right. <laughs> we'll twist my nipple and call me Jenny. It's like <laughs> that's kind of like some southern thing where that right. kind of means like that kind of means wow. I'm surprised. It? Like, yeah, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah, like consider right. me surprised. Right. <laughs> that's a real like old school right. southern thing. Well, Jared, if you uh, if you uh, want to relate your uh, untranslatable to mine maybe this will help you figure mine out All my right. next one is tibet uh, or tibetan mm-hmm. i guess and it is uh sam sam i think i'm sure there's tones and i mispronounce it but it literally means something that the mind cannot capture and we would use like one word in english for this mm. or we would say that is we wouldn't say unbelievable although Bananas. it kind of means that well no we would say that is that's crazy Starts with a U. Starts with a U. Uh, it's deeper it's, than crazy. It is not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Un, that's well, not unremarkable. That's no nope. remarkable would be the irregardless. Person. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, un un. Uh, what's another? What's a synonym for unbelievable? I'm just being. I really know. I'm trying to think. Here. I'm trying to think of what it would be. Uh, uncomprehensible. You're getting kind of okay. Un- There's an F in the word. Unfathomable. There we go. Okay, okay. There we go, yeah. But I love it. I mean, literally, it means something that the mind cannot comprehend, right? Yeah. I guess this one goes almost opposite ways, right? Mm. We have one word for it, unfathomable. We both can't say this word today. Unfathomable. Thank you. Um, And uh, I like that it literally means something that the mind cannot capture, which makes sense. I mean, that's what unfathomable is. I wonder if the Germans have a good, like, one word for that. Because usually if I think of, like, a solid phrase that Germans, that can be made into a word, Germans are pretty good at that. So wait, something that the etwas das, etwas das das Gehirn nicht (laughs) wahrnehmen kann. I mean, that would be the whole sentence. Something that the brain or, or mind can't comprehend. Un wahrnehmen or something. Un wahrnehmen Gehirnbarsamkeit or, yeah, who, who knows? Uh, all right, let's do this Danish one. I'll, I'll, or, excuse me, let's do this uh, Welsh one, and I'll have mm-hmm. the computer say it for us. The computer. Do you robot. have Arabic in there? Did I see some Arabic? Sorry, I, I just. I did that last episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. We do these on the same day, if you didn't notice. <laughs> Okay, that sounded like an alien. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. If I heard that in the middle of the night, I'd be terrified. I'd be freaked out for sure. <laughs> that or I'd go unplug my computer. <laughs> now, obviously, this is just full robot. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, what does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, oops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it just goes on a loop. <laughs> it never stops. Uh, it means to have a disappointment on the best side. Oh, so it's like a blessing in disguise, silver lining. A little different. A little different. Okay. A little different, but obviously close to that. Like to get out of something unscathed. It's like, a little more positive than that, but more yeah. Positive. But that's positive. Sure, to, I guess so. I guess so. What, what does it mean? 
<laughs> oh dear, I convince you. I persuaded oh, you. The, the, you. Yeah, now that you convinced me, the, the power judges, of mind manipulation. The judges tap me on the shoulder. They're like, "Come on, we'll, we'll allow uh, to be pleasantly surprised." Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, I just didn't really. It's a good one. I mean, maybe I'm now being picky because of how you treated me on the last one. Mm. Unbelievable wasn't strong enough. So, mm. uh, so I'm like, <laughs> that's fair. Jared's a little salty, people. It's okay. That's all right. When we talk about our main topic today, he'll feel less mm-hmm. salty. But first, let me give you my last Tibetan untranslatable today, which is. Nagagyal, uh, which means the victory of the eye. And this is also one word, Jared. What would you call that? The victory of the eye. Internal victory? Maybe it's like... Well, yeah, we have one specific word for it. Oh, okay. Wow, we're really... Okay. Uh... Yeah, we're go- We're starting big <laughs> to small this time. We usually go the other way around, but today I figured I'd change it up. Victory You've been too good. I-, I had to make you check your... <laughs> yeah, no, you're Make really... you check the victory within the eye for you. You really are turning my whole game on my head. Uh, okay, victory of the eye. But this is a one word in one English. One word, yeah. Mm-hmm. Victory of the eye. Um, shoot. I mean, it's kind of related to your ego, kind of a little bit. Victory. Oh, oh, is oh, is it just like a victory of the eye? Is that to like, be humble? You know, if you hurt your, I would say it's the op. Well, kind of the opposite of humble. To be proud. And, and what's it? You're you're like so close. Proud. You're you're so close. Uh, arrogant. Starts with a P. Uh. uh oh. No. It's related to the word proud. I think. I know, but I, I, oh no. So if you feel proud, if I'm going to know the word when you hear it. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, let me try to explain it. I feel like it's, 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 it's related, I think, to the word proud. They're very close. Okay. I mean, actually, you're only off by a couple letters. I'm giving, now it's too specific, but I think you can that, figure it out. You're losing me. P R O U D. Proud. Is proud. Yeah. And this word also starts with a P. Doesn't end with a D, but has a D sound in it. <laughs> We say the hmm comes before the fall. The rise? The, the, the hmm comes before oh, the fall. the prestige. I don't no. know. What comes before the fall? I have no idea. Uh, okay. What, what, do you call Pro- a group, what do you call a group alliance? Prou- a pride. Oh. Pride. <laughs> oh, I was thinking pride. of a completely different word. No, pride. Yeah. Oh, so it's has not, a oh, P it's, and a D. So pride. it's not to be proud. It's not like the act of being proud. But no, it's it's, it's pride. pride. It means your pride. What's the, what's what's the what is it again? Uh, uh, the victory of the eye. That makes complete. Which sense. is the mm-hmm. which is pride. I think you lost me a little bit because I don't realize we're talking about the same word, just in a different. Uh, oh yeah, form. my bad. My bad. I was thinking of a completely different word. Right. That, that, and I'll, I'll I'll take the I'll take the blame for that one. That's I a, didn't do the, the best a, job as your teammate explaining it. We but, can both take the blame for that but, one. It's okay. But I think that's a, an interesting phrase, the the victory of the eye, because yes. I think and I think that kind of relates to what we're talking about today a little bit with the the mm. are we our topic today is are we are people getting smarter or is there just or are we just getting better at finding more information? And I will tell yes. you, Jared. I, I truly believe overall, I think we are just getting better at finding things. I think, yeah, I think smart is not just having access to information, but knowing what to do with that information. Right. So like, just because you can look up how fast a spaceship can go, it's like, other than now you know that, what can you do? Like, you can't, Right. you're not, you're not you don't know how to like... Uh, 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 apply that information, and I don't think just knowing a bunch of random facts makes, makes you smart. smart. Makes exactly, you, mem- you have a good memory, right? More than right. anything, right? And but I will say this though, Jared, I do think that the this so is smart the f- is not knowing things. Smart is how you apply yourself. Well, I think right? so, well, uh, that's a good like question. how you apply your knowledge, 
Right. Well, well, yeah. And so you, it's well, easier. not only not only how to apply knowledge, but also how to identify certain things. And I think I think sure. I think I think a lot of smart people. I think you could, if if we were to like make like a, a word map of smart. Well, right. I think creativity would be one branch of smart. I think one branch would be. There's also uh, street uh-huh. smart versus school smart. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's like just because someone. You know, there's always a thing about like, yeah, this nerd is smart in school, but right. they couldn't like handle themselves in the real. But world. I feel like we also view people who, for example, have like uh, really broad vocabularies as being smart. Yeah, people who speak multiple languages. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for those people. You mm-hmm. know, um, but I think nowadays, well, I, think I wouldn't. Huh? I, I think speaking multiple languages mm-hmm. is a sign of smarts, though, or intelligence. Maybe I think that is a sign. Now, maybe right. big words is too. But I right. think less so than actually having a working knowledge of another language. I think right. that's like your intelligence applied to Because right. that's more than just memorization. Like right. you have to memorize words, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to properly apply it, it's more right. than just memorizing stuff. But I, I will say this. I think in some regards, I, I would say that our lifetime right now, like or, or what's happening currently in 2020, I would argue we live in the information Right now, at least, in some ways, I think we live in the information. I don't know if golden age is the right term, but like a term. Oh, got the phone ringing. Sorry, house people. Phone. That's right. Got a landline <laughs> still. Um, and I'll probably say who it is, too. It'll be like, call from. Call from toll free call. Shocker so that it's not a telemarketer. Call yep, telemarketer. Go figure. Has a cell phone. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we only have the landline because it's a bundle kind of junk. Probably. You know? That's I, yeah, yeah. That's that how they sense. get you. That's how they get you, people. Uh, get the bundles. Um, I but, will say this though. Mm-hmm. I think that um, now, obviously, I don't think we are smarter, but I think because we have access to so much information. Oh, before mm-hmm. I say that, um, I. I, 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 so by being in the information uh, super age or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. what you call it, golden what, age, golden, age golden age, does that mean that we're 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 not gonna? There's no way we can get more. Well, access I think it would get this. better. That's It'll why get easier. Right. Well, that's why I think golden age is probably not the right term for it. But I, I think right now, at least in the terms of the amount of information available to humankind, we have never. Well, and it'll grow more. Sure. But I mean, at this moment in time, I don't think we've ever had no, of course, something not. like the internet and, and just I would all argue, the stuff we have. I would argue that we're probably close to like, like, it'll get easier to find information. But mm-hmm. I think we're pretty close to like getting access to all of the information that we are we we have knowledge of. I would right. say so. Like, obviously, there's stuff we don't have knowledge of that's mm-hmm. out there. But right. I would say that like. When we'll talk about this, probably uh, uh, like microchips and stuff. I'm sure we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about that. Or at least right. I was planning on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> but it for I, sure. Like, I think with stuff like chips implanted into you, it'll become mm-hmm. easier to get access to that information. Mm. But that's information that we have now. It's just easier to access when you just have to think about it, and it goes into your brain right. or something. Right. Yeah, I I think the other fascinating thing though too is that um, the one difficulty about navigating. Especially the, I think the reason why we're even having this discussion really is because of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, because we've had books and we've had sure. knowledge, quote unquote, for centuries, for, you know, but years and years. There's definitely been a large part of history where the knowledge and information mm-hmm. has been 
uh, contained to the higher classes. Right. Being able to access that I think information. It still kind of is to some extent. Being nah, there, well, I don't know, dude. Let me I've let me let me argue this way. And everyone has a cell phone. And I mean outside of America. But what I mean is what I mean is that there are always going to be certain gatekeepers of certain knowledge sure. and certain things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, more yeah. so what I mean. Um, but I think yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's fair. Like even super elitist clubs I, and groups. I would say you know? I would say that there is. I th- I'd say I don't know if I agree with you, but I would say there are, um, there are organizations at B where it benefits them, whether it be financially or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or you know what, what, depending on what sort of relationships they have with whoever they have their relationships right with, it benefits them to talk about something more than they talk about something like obviously i'm talking about mostly like any site or whatever or Mm -hmm. organization that it's dispelling news there's definitely a lot like they're they're, they pick and choose what they're talking about Well, of course and so and so there is a certain level where it's like most average americans i mean but they still have access to, to that news that that the mainstream sites or, or organizations aren't giving them it's just right. you have to find it it takes, well, I'm, I'm, it takes more work i'm very skeptical and becoming or, increasingly more skeptical of just mainstream media sure of course you know yeah um are, i really am yeah just the whole um what what their uh, motivations are right. I and mean, we've already seen a lot of media uh sources be just exposed for the for frauds mm-hmm. i mean like um well they can paint the see here's the thing is they it's not only about access to information but it's it's the narrative around that information it's it, i don't think i think there are some journalists out there that do try to stay factual sure. and present the facts but, but it's but, it's not even just like cnn msnbc and and uh, fox, fox news fox it's and friends so it's also like uh what's what is that is it sinclair uh, media that giant conglomerate that I owns. Tell you. There's like a, a, a one conglomerate, or there's a few, but there's like one or two conglomerates that own like the vast majority of local news stations mm-hmm. in the United States, and 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 there it's been proven that they it's on certain lines or certain sort of things, you know, certain sort of uh, areas they give them very specific. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The thing that you read? A book? <laughs> the, no, the, the a thing pamphlet? that a the thing that someone that pr- acting reads. A script. Yeah, they, a script. thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they give like that word eluded me. They give very specific scripts on what you can mm-hmm. say on certain topics. Right. Um. And, and you know this is yeah. And and that's like local news, which kind of right. generally gets a better reputation as far as even though they don't you know they don't tend to talk about it's much hard hitting. You know what my one concern is about like younger generations with growing up with the internet um, and having all this knowledge so quickly at your fingertips mm. is that people will lose the appreciation yes. uh, for being able to think because I think there's a difference between thinking through something and simply looking it up. So you think because everyone has so much access from such a young age the, the the idea of proper education is going to start to be devalued because of it. Well, I don't even think I don't even know if I I don't I find the term proper education problematic. Um, proper school book learnings. No, I mean. What do you mean? I, I mean. Why is it I problematic? Mean, I mean the ability to think. Okay, so I, not I, I would even yeah. That's I mean I Just think critical thinking in general. Critical thinking in general, which I mean a lot of people can learn in school. Sure. But I think but I think that the the issue is when you have. Access to so much information, one, it's hard to disseminate what's true, what's false, what's factual, what's opinion, mm. um, unless you really, 
you either read everything with a really skeptical eye, which ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people don't do. They don't, and and it's it's it can be. It can be a little taxing sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you to to read something and Dude. be super skeptical about everything, and then yeah. you got to fact check it. And it's it's a it's a lot easier. The media wants us to just read it and accept sure. it for what it is, especially with how fast you know? everything moves. Where it's right. like by the time you actually learn what really happened about some sort of scandal or controversy, mm-hmm. we're like six scandals on from that. People aren't even right. interested to really hear the conclusion of things. Or, right. Or like how what actually happened is it's like what we get the first hit of it and then we move on and we don't even never mm-hmm. get the full story mm-hmm. of what happened after. Well, and that's <laughs> the issue is I think like really thorough thinking and thought mm-hmm. takes a long time. So it's, it seems like you're arguing right now that we're almost getting dumber. It sounds yeah. like. I, well, I, yeah, I yes, mean, and no. That's it's a harsh way to say, way to say, it. say it, right? Well, <laughs> I my, you my, wouldn't say it right. that way. But see, that's why I think it's so important for people to continue to. When I say read, I don't mean just read an article online or or or, or scroll through your Facebook feed. That's not reading. Mm-hmm. I mean, pick up a, a hardcover or paperback book, or get a, a tablet or a Kindle or even on your cell phone. I don't care, and read some books. Read. And I don't care what the topic is. I don't care if it's basket weaving. I don't care if it's a, you know, it's a biography about Alexander the Great. I don't care Comic if it's books. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which I'm reading right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I that's, that's my you. concern. My counter to that would mm-hmm. be, and, and now I'm sure that's the case. But then I would say, um, now how how what would be the the weighting of that relative to pe- to people that now have access to information that they would never have access to, to before. And what I mean is, so for example, like when I was in like uh, Tanzania in, the, in mm-hmm. this poor little uh, village, a lot of, um, not everyone, but a lot of people still had smartphones. Like right. they had like a smartphone that's almost as the same as my iPhone. Right. Even maybe they didn't have iPhones, but they still had just like a smartphone. Yeah, and they had internet access capability on their smartphones. That I did, right. Essentially. right, right. And um, I think what I'm getting at is people that never or historically have not have ac- had access to mm-hmm. great education. Right. I feel like giving them almost an equal level of access than, that we have here mm-hmm. um, gives them a lot more opportunities to access uh, intelligence that they were never able mm-hmm. to access before because right. they didn't have access to right. information. Yep. So they didn't even realize that maybe they had a knack for, I don't know, thermodynamics because they never had access to any sort of information on it. I agree with you. Yes, that is true. However, I think there's a few points you're not considering. Okay. For example, so yes, people in a lot of different countries, uh, even even what what you know we would consider maybe developing or third world, I really don't like the term third it's world. Kind of, it's kind of a... It's old-fashioned, I think, yeah. I agree. But developing countries country or whatever mm-hmm. where where you know not every house may have running water or electricity or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of people do have smartphones but here's the difference though Jared between um, over there in some of these places and then a place like the US and even in the US I can tell you because I did my master's thesis on accessibility to technology for foreign language learning um, you're making a lot of assumptions about access to technology that I think on on a surface level is true, but then when you when you break it apart and really look at it. So for example, so so let's say I only I have you. a cell phone that I can use to access information, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't. I may not have access to a printer, so everything I have to do and learn is on my cell phone. 
It's not ideal. You know, I, right? I, <laughs> I didn't and, say it was right, ideal. But I'm. But my whole point here, and for <laughs> example, you. my my speaking class. I don't even like reading articles. Right. Like if I have to, if I'm reading an article, I'm like, eh, I'll just write. Till well, I mean, I mean, dude, my students who are who are taking my speaking class for my for my fellowship, mm-hmm. some of them I know are watching on their cell phone while they. You have to interact with the medium differently. So, for example, if they were watching on a computer, they could be taking notes on the computer right there. Sure. You know, uh, they could be looking at the PowerPoint slicing. It would be easier to see. So, accessibility at different levels is different. It's very fair to say is, and that I, I did oversimplify it. Now that I hear it that way, that makes right. perfect sense. Right. Yeah. But but I do agree with you that at at the bare minimum, yes, they could access that mm. information. They can. But that but this brings us, I guess, to the next kind of topic uh, that we wanted to discuss today, which is they have to also know how to find the information and know sure. what to do with that information after they find it. And then that information is uh, in in parallel with the information that you're getting from your family or people around you. And also talking about accessibility, different countries also have very different internet censorship laws. Sure. So I think about my students in China, there's a lot of great mm. educational apps or like tons of youtube videos i would love to show them but i can't yeah and i gotta you know? imagine that the people in the a village in tanzania that i'm talking about mm-hmm. don't have uh fiber optic uh, right access like i do and <laughs> and what if their english isn't great you know yeah. how, how how many resources do they That's have true. online in, their, in language. their language That's true so so i think there's a lot more barriers here yeah, um, I oversimplified yeah. it, I think. Yeah, but that, yeah. you know, but that's okay, and that's why we have these but, discussions. Sure, sure. You know, but there is something I don't know. I, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I just maybe I just feel like there's more of uh, like opportunity to be part of the conversation. And I still right. feel like that. That's kind of a. I sound like you being all rosy eyed. You do, I guess. It's weird. <laughs> we're switching. We're switching places a little. That's good though. It's good. Change it up. You know. Uh, but I, you know, you make a good point. You make a good right. point. And honestly, um, uh, the access to more information is clearly. I mean, we were talking like about uh, about this with your mom earlier. Like, it's not it's not proving to like. Th- it, there's still no consensus on what it even is not what the proper knowledge or not. I mean, we mm-hmm. see nowadays just the mass levels of denial of science, yep. and it's mm-hmm. like, all right. If you if we can't, I'm not saying these science that work for government organizations or, or administrations are are perfect uh, messengers or whatever. Right. But it's like if we can't trust a scientist, who can? Who right. Can we trust? Right. There's no authority. Especially on like yeah. if it's at an international level where numerous scientists from yeah, numerous different countries. Right. Yeah, like if there's agreement right. in scientific papers that no one's and ever And if it read. even <laughs> spans different political boundaries. So exactly. if you have communist countries that are confirming the same thing that capitalists or democratic or, exactly. or social democratic or whatever, yeah, it's... It, it's, it's I just agree. Like, it's, it's just like if, if we can't even come to a consensus on mm-hmm. what reality is, right. then, uh, then there's no way to say we're smarter if, right. if there's no sort of agreement on what smart is. But once again, this kind of still goes back to the access issue where, where like, I, I really wonder, you know, what people at, like, for example, you know, I work in academia, right? So I always am thinking about universities and like, mm. especially my Chinese students who need to do research um, and how much of the Western academic articles can they access? 
you know, sure. and and how do much read those. I mean, how like I mean, you have to when you do. Sure, I guess you if you're a public ac- in academia, yeah. you read like them. I like I published something uh, in the the working papers at MSU when I was still in grad school, and I had to have. Well, I, I mean, they didn't give you a specific number. Is that number, what a peer but... review is? And then someone comes in and mm-hmm. review. That's what yeah, a, a yeah. And they make sure you, okay. you're using credible sources and mm-hmm. and you know stuff that's been empirically and that and then that make and that turns what you're saying into. I mean, you're makes doing, it valid. You're credible. Kind of, it like turns it into a science. If it, yeah. yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, you know, you are. Yeah, and in different fields, you know, you kind of confirm that through different, you know, methods. But, mm-hmm. but I think that the important thing, though, once again, is this idea of gatekeepers of access. Yeah. Where and 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 some of it is, I think, some of it is certain governments do want to keep their their general populace not as I wouldn't say not as intelligent, but not a, as aware of certain things sure. because that could sway things politically that like they we, wouldn't we like. We want our it benefits our administration to you know. Have people believe that uh, global warming, or excuse me, I should say global climate warming, change. Climate change mm-hmm. is not as big of a deal as it, as it is, right. or we don't have as big of an impact as we. But, right. you know, these people say we do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. I would say um, this. It's not all government. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say conspiracy. This is not. Right. This is just truth. But it's not all like government suppression. It's not all like uh, big media trying to uh, George Soros trying right. to control the media. Because I would say that, like, I remember... Um, did you just check your pulse? No, no, no. Oh. Just in my Adam's <laughs> apple, actually. Uh, yes. Um, I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, still alive. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. I remember, I, uh, this was a couple of years ago, but I was at, uh, not my grandma's house, but my cousin's grandma. So like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I was at, uh, gra- I'll call her my grandma, it's easier right. that way. I was at my grandma's house and she was talking about how, we, you know, when she was a kid, uh, you know, she didn't. She didn't know about periods, and it just mm-hmm. happened. And she still, mm-hmm. no one still really explained it to her. Right. You know, no one really talked about sex, or no one really talked about sure. like drugs, right. or like gave him any preparation on like what to know about drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. or anything like that. Right. And I think for a lot of people, like our parents' generation and older, still kind of today, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. like a tactic for making sure your your child is properly like not going down a wrong path was just like the path of ignorance right like that was hard to do that nowadays it's a lot harder to do yeah. it nowadays for sure unless you really monitor or have those like child locks on all sure. the stuff your kids are using yeah but then, then they still find ways around and it. if you and they if you're living to that level around. of uh, control then you're probably gonna you probably have a bigger problem well <laughs> not 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 necessarily i mean I yeah mean, there's nothing wrong with yeah but if you're c- controlling your kids technology to the point where they don't know what their period is well I well say. okay that's well i didn't mean it that way I meant I it more. Say, yeah, I know what you mean. Right, but right. Uh, but like there, I, I feel like that that is is just a parenting technique that mm-hmm. is sort of going away, but right. it still exists. Or it's just like the technique of keeping your kid ignorant to about mm-hmm. stuff. Like I remember one time, I don't like I used to listen to uh, a radio show uh, in podcast form. It was called Love Line. Mm-hmm. Doctor Drew and oh, some yep. other guy they would have a bunch of kids come in or call you know, kids and anyone not just kids but obviously kids called in and mm-hmm. they just ask questions about like sex and you know like like sort of you know like i got stuff draining out of my d what does that mm. mean okay. or like you know like psychological questions like my parents right. are like you know my dad's an alcoholic or something right. like that and um and like i was talking to my mom one time and i was talking about like uh heroin and and uh and 
and uh, different the substances poppies and, and like the, oh, just okay, how yeah. that's all connected and opium all that stuff. Or, opium. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, why do you know this? It's like, I don't like it. She's like, I don't like how much you know about this. Right. And I'm like, but wouldn't it be better? Like, I know that know it's the like, risks and yeah. know, yeah. Is, wouldn't, wouldn't you prefer that I know what the risks are? But that might be a general. Where this stuff comes right. from. But see, I think that might be a generational difference where I think because we can hopefully find that information we go looking for it right whereas you know uh, i feel like there are a lot of older generations where they didn't grow up in that way mm-hmm. so sometimes i think some i mean people people are afraid of not information I mean, right that's very i mean true. yeah i mean you know and i feel like i feel like there are definitely some people out there who are uh, quote-unquote truth seekers where yeah. they really do try to find out things on their own accord so maybe because back know. in my mom's day the only way that you can know this much information about like, if you were a drug user. And it's connection to the pill right. epidemic is if you were using right. them. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, whereas, you know, because they didn't have the Internet. Right. right. So, so, you know, the only the, way yeah. you knew it is if you saw it. Right. Yeah. Or, it, experienced, or experienced it. it. Yeah. Right. Whereas nowadays. But see, I think that I think we will benefit a lot from this. But this brings me to my next point that I wanted to bring up uh, about today's episode, which is that um, I really think the. We we are going to have to change or look at how we how we um, analyze, view, and think about this information. You know, we've never really been put in uh, in all of mankind that we know of. You know, we've never had this type of so much information, also not all true information, um, so available. You know, and so I think this will change the way we think, the way we view knowledge and learning and knowing things. You know, I think arbitrary dates and facts probably won't have the amount of importance anymore mm-hmm. as they used to. For like, what do, I think what do you mean like seven, like 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 just July fourth, seventeen seventy six. You mean right? Like exactly. I think that 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 like certain facts and things like this that you can easily find online and you know it is credible. Mm-hmm. I think we. I think we're going to like education will change. We do need to get to a point, I think, and we're by no means there because we're so early into this. Right. Like we, there needs to be some sort of. Uh, process like vetting process where you could they can tell you that something is true or not. Well, I mean, that's, they do it sometimes on Twitter. And well, I mean, Instagram. they have Snopes, they have you have peer reviewed for science, yeah, but, uh, you know, you have yeah. peer reviewed stuff, but I, yeah, but you, you well, it's all about standards and it's all and it all depends on what you're viewing. And so, that's also another thing I think is important to bring up is that we have so much stuff now that mm-hmm. you can just consume, right? So, that's why I think nowadays we aren't actually getting smarter because I don't think on average, and I don't know the the actual number breakdown, but I would imagine the majority, at least if, if we're talking about Americans, the majority of Americans, I don't think spend their time reading, learning. I think they spend their time watching Netflix, watching Hulu, watching whatever, um, and not, you know, and, and so, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying you need to be a monk and read 20 hours sure. a day. So just, but, just learning. Yeah. As we said before, just learning more facts, or knowing more stuff doesn't make you s- smarter because there's no no real application to it. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, I learned that this stat about what's happening. Well, let let me say this. I do think uh, I do think we need to be very careful here how we phrase this because I do think knowing more stuff could contribute to being quote unquote smarter. Sure. But I think consuming more things and, and assuming that that means you know more stuff is not true. Sure, Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, knowing, yeah, obviously knowing more stuff is a step to becoming smart. Right. But, but I think because you know stuff mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're smart. Exactly. <laughs> the, the issue is is we many people can take that for granted that we because we have so much information right at our fingertips, mm-hmm. I 
a lot of people don't necessarily know how to interact with it, don't know that it's – what am I trying to say here, Jared? I'm, what I'm trying to say is that um, just because you can find something and read it um, does not necessarily mean that you're any, any smarter. You know, I think you, you really need to – the beauty is now there are a lot of courses – you have to do something with the knowledge, I think, to really improve. Does that make sense? So if I know a lot about history, mm-hmm. does does that make that doesn't make you smart? No, I th- well, okay. Or but is so, it so? Now, this is, is it this is how I would view knowing that, like, not just knowing the facts of history, but knowing like how that properly affected. Or like how I don't know, you know, the wall affected trade, and I don't know. I'm just well, making so so here. So here's history is a great example of this, actually. So you can nowadays, especially if you have quote unquote sure. free internet access where things aren't censored, you've collection to some degree, then you can look up stuff. But here's here's the whole point of history, Jared. A lot of people wonder why do I even learn history in school? What's the point? The point is to learn from what we did in the past, so we don't repeat it in the future. Mm. So so the point of of learning history is, a, is a, I think a good historian also can kind of predict look at what's happening now sure. and based on what we know about human nature ourselves history we see we can, we can see, see what's going to happen going. I mean this right. pandemic was predicted <laughs> right right so and we had a pandemic almost 100 years ago mm-hmm. you know 1918 yeah and so so the, the whole point is that um, yes we have access to tons more information way more information than we ever have before in, in a quick and easy way. You know, you go on Google, you go on Baidu if you're in China, you you know, and different countries have different, you know, you have these search engines, you have all this stuff. So we have all this infrastructure for information. But I, to me, that's only surface level. We need to get go further than just, so we have somewhere where we can post and read and store and, and learn information, but it's that application stage to me is what would make us quote unquote yeah. smarter. It seems like the incentive for that is going down so much because of the way that we're communicating so much through social mm-hmm. media, right? And where, and and what what is sort of perceived as smartness through the lens of like a uh, social media, you mm-hmm. know, right? Where, where it's not really in depth. Uh, analysis of anything, unless you do a thread, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's but like it's just our concept uh, of of smartness. Is, I think be, uh, partially because of social media has a lot to do with spewing off. Well, I guess it's even before social media. I, but I don't know. It's just it's it's just it's not in it, 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 what what is currently uh, like a valued is not sort of in depth analysis. It's a sort right. of quick having having a quick answer is kind of considered mm-hmm. smarts right and, and being first and sort of uh you know the snapbacks sort mm-hmm. of where it's like you were able to dismantle someone quickly or right. it's like oh, you're not like, like a that, quick comeback does that mean that person is smart because they're good at right. sort of dismantling some i think it's just bunch being of conservatives witty. on social media right. or something you know right uh, or or vice versa. Well, you know. sure, yeah. I just yeah. I just did I just chose one uh, side, but yeah. yeah. Um, there's actually uh, Tanahasi Coates, who I would consider legitimately, uh, you know, smart, a scholar. Mm-hmm. He uh, purposely got off of Twitter because he's like, this is not the medium for me. He's like, I'm a writer, right? And uh, he's, he, you know, obviously he probably got into some hot water saying some stuff. He's like, this isn't worth it to me. This is not my medium. Right. I'm a long form writer, and that's mm-hmm. how I can 
clearly uh, give you my entire opinion. Right. So why am I wasting my time getting right. uh, caught up in these stupid Twitter arguments when and, this is not my... And that's that's my concern, too, is that because we get information at such a quick rate now, and I mean, think of just all the apps where you just un- endlessly scroll. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not about reading something that's difficult or hard to process yeah, or like hard to think about. Your eye quickly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's, it's and, and it's so fleeting, I feel like. But knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is not fleeting. Yeah. That can be our our, our motivational Ooh. quote right there, Jared. You know, <laughs> yeah. knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is not fleeting. Yes. I mean, whenever you learn anything new, whether it's learning you facts know, are fleeting. You can right. remember a fact, right. forget a fact. Like I could tell you what year the Telecaster was first brought out, but what does that really do? Mm. You know, that doesn't. Like, okay. You know, but but I if I could, that up. <laughs> right? But if I can <laughs> tell you how to how that affects, you know, like the, the wood the, they were using back then right. in comparison and, to now, and how that could change the sound. Exactly, for exactly. You know, it, and so so I think a big thing is that the the quickness quickness of of just reading or or getting facts information whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is not the same as becoming smarter i don't think well you got to um, be yeah you got to be first it's all right. about being first but i don't think that's what smart is we we on in an online format that's kind of how it's viewed but that's not really how it is and right be- besides for all the agendas and stuff that's mm-hmm. really another aspect that's ruining you know the big media companies right. is that it's not like they don't they don't give a story there's no benefit to give stories time to mature and time to get mm-hmm. kind of a fuller story of what's happening. Or it's like, no, because then, you know, this person's going to come out with it first and we're going to look like we're just copying them and right. follow. It's like, you got to right. be first. And that's how you get all the right. clicks and shit. But I feel like if it's you like, look we don't at- have the full thing, we'll keep updating you as right. more comes out. But I feel like nowadays with, I don't know, I just think of the things in life that I really not only like no, but things I enjoy and love are things that have taken a long period of time, mm-hmm. right? Or, or you, you know, and so I, I worry that because we can get everything so quickly nowadays that people won't value the, the hard work. Like I feel like so many people just want everything now. Well, that's the thing is when they do have that sort of mentality of, all right, let's get it out first and we'll continue updating it as it is. These, these, um, these organizations know, I, I'd imagine, that it's the first big break of a news article that gets mm-hmm. the most clicks and reads. Right. Way less people are doing the follow-up for more information on the right. full story. And people don't care. And so, I, honestly, I think that's sort of a, a going towards people are kind of becoming d- dumber. <laughs> right, because, right. Because it's like no one is giving a, like a way less opportunity is given to give the full story because it's because it really is i've seen that so many times where it's like we'll update you when more information comes out where it's like yeah but this is an active story so more information is coming out as i'm reading this it's not like okay there's a trial in six months and we'll update you then it's like no they're still investigating and they're going to come out with the investigation tomorrow but we heard Mm -hmm. about it so we got to tell you first we couldn't even wait a day or whatever well and i think nowadays we are becoming so inundated by just facts information distractions just all this is coming at us at once if you're if you're online you know all the social media sure. platforms all the whereas like think and about how people learned their trades or their whatever back in the day or or there were like front page articles and those were like the clickbaity popular articles right. but that's like i don't know what 10 articles or whatever it is and now it's like it's just a never-ending stream of what's right. the top popular right. thing happening and, and so and so at the same time i feel like Nowadays, it, it's just so easy to get so distracted, and I think that's what "quote unquote" would make you dumber in a mm. way. You know, I feel like not 
focusing on like on i really topic. try to spend my time on youtube now watching um videos that are about philosophy jared always gives me shit because i i have been lately have been uh coming up with more philosophical topic ideas um but you know i try to when i go on youtube and i try to not watch very much cable tv i watch sports on cable once in a while occasionally mm. a couple shows i enjoy maybe an episode or two at night uh lately though we got hbo max with our uh, cell phone so i've been watching like stuff on there which has been great yeah but i but really i try to spend my time uh, taking in information that I think will be of value and of use to me, not just because it's easy, I think, to read certain things that either go in line with your political affiliations or your beliefs or whatever. And, 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 you know, this kind of feel good, you know, you get from social media stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how useful or like in 20, 30 years down the road, I don't want to look back in my life and and regret I spent hour, too many hours on Facebook or Instagram or whatever sure. when I could have been reading books or playing guitar or lifting weights or you know just spending time with friends or family doing something else you know mm-hmm. um, and so my concern is is that people are going to um, get so maybe not but my worry is people are going to get so. I mean, we already are so consumed by technology and information. But I th- I still think. I hear you in general, but it's like people still need jobs. People are still going to be getting jobs. So there's still going to be need for like, like, like the need for maybe now we're talking like is, is the concentration of people that like this, we still need like scientists. There's those are still right. going to exist. They're still going to be highly uh, like those fields are still active. Right. So, so I, I feel like. The, the the field you're talking about of idiots is the same field that's always been there. Well, maybe. sure. Like ma- like even like I those we're, we're like it's just the same people with more information. But it's like yes, yeah, the same idiots with more information. Right. Well, I think I think the thing that will change in no our offense. society. <laughs> I think the I think the thing that will change in our society is that people we we will need to teach the younger generations how to interact and use and and learn from yeah. the plethora of info out there. You know, because I feel like I feel is that like not partially a teacher's job teaching like critical thinking and how it, to I mean, apply it is learn it is. But learn. I think, but I think if we look at how technology has evolved, technology has evolved so much faster than we have. Sure, we still have our lizard brains, man. I mean, I mean, I really, mean, our caveman teach, brains. You don't teach young kids, so this probably isn't as big mm-hmm. as a, a. But have you ever thought about, or let me give you this to think about? Okay, the uh, us getting to a place where, especially grade school teachers, mm-hmm. are at a point where like. Students think there's. I mean, I'm sure it already happens, mm-hmm. but but teaching becomes difficult because students think they're smarter than their. Well, because they can they, just Google something. Yeah, and like find oh, I know out. this because I can. Right. Like, what do you, te- for example, history? Once again, mm-hmm. what are you teaching me that I can't just look up? Like, granted, you would right. never look this up on your own. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so there's well, that. But. Well, well, so in history, you're teaching them two things. I think it's twofold. Number one, you're teaching them about. what to find first of all like like you're teaching them about the battles or the people or whatever that like what are i mean yeah you could google i guess you know important figures in the 1800s but but you know but then you're going to get all these figures and then it's like well who cares about this one why do we need to know about that one Mm. you know what i mean so so that's the first level the second level then is what to do with that that, uh Mm -hmm. i don't i don't really i don't know if i trust the american school system to pick the right right well i don't either for us to be learning about in history well well, history itself is kind of an interesting subject to to look at because it is it does history is always written by the winners right it's written by the winners Yeah. yeah um 
you know, and that's just the case. But mm-hmm. but the 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 whole the whole thing here with school in general is, yeah, you could look these things up, but can you figure that out for yourself? Or or mm-hmm. okay, so you can find this information, but what what conclusions can you draw from it? Right. And are the conclusions that you're drawing from the information are they based in fact or fiction? Sure. You know, um, it's like you know this person was the 23rd U.S. president of the United right. States, and he was president from 19 blah 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 to 19 blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But or that, probably 18 maybe. Back yeah, then. yeah. yeah. I, but either way, but that has no. But it's like, all right, well, what impact does that have? That right. person have on society or the poli- or right. politics or yeah? It's like it doesn't really tell a picture of of how they influenced anything or where the knowledge comes in. It's like, right. all right, now I know that. You know, this person was a, this kind of leader, so that's right. why they did that, well, and it caused right. them to exactly this had to happen. In well, society. And, and I don't think I think facts are a part of knowledge, of course, but facts aren't knowledge. So, right. so I think nowadays we we are fortunate, especially you and I being in the U.S. with all the all the great things we can access and find. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just being able to access it doesn't necessarily mean that we are getting any smarter. Or you know what I mean? So I think yeah. I think we need to. I think my biggest takeaway from this episode is we really need to consider how we live, use, and interact with all of this information. Is it healthy? Is it good for us? Is it making us better people? Is it making the world a better place? Is it making your town better, your your country, your society, whatever? Um, now, I know that sounds very hippie esque, sure. but I think it's true. I would argue that. Um the access to information is is only good. The more people have access to more information, but I think we good. also need to. Now, uh, we need to safeguard that, 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 that though. I want to know. Right. Sure. Yeah. There's obviously intelligence where right. it's like uh, there's a reason why our like our. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess I, so. I I worry about one day like if information got too controlled because you because if you control information in theory you can. It kind of control easier to control information on a like a large scale now than like back during yeah. book burnings well, and stuff, or not mm. easier, but it doesn't seem that much harder. Let me put it that right. way. Well, right, especially on a right. national level, like right. it seems pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, and and that's I think, and and I think for all of our listeners and just people generally in the world, you should be concerned about that because if if mm. you're getting a bunch of information that's being uh censored it's being twisted this is the information we deem good for you to look at right <laughs> right you know you you know you have to be careful yeah um and I, and i think we can't take it for granted but i think the people out there who who assume just because we we have access to the most information so far in human history that we've ever had mm-hmm. um i don't think that makes us smarter um, I agree with you. You know, so I so that's I'm There's come to my conclusion. Boom, we've answered. We've solved it, people. We can, <laughs> you know, dust off our hands. We're good to go. That was easy, um, right? <laughs> but uh, no, all jokes aside, though, I do I do think we we are living in an, in an exciting time with all of the great technology out there. I think the pandemic has forced us to rethink the way we learn. Um, you know, and, and the information out there and how we interact with it. And mm-hmm. I think that will be uh, an important lesson moving forward in the, in the future. Are you open to being microchipped? Nope. Period. Nope. Not, not right now. Until, okay. <laughs> until, you can, until you can tell me that it's not going to physically damage my health. Uh, unless you can Honestly, that's, a, that's pretty low on my level of... Well, not... I don't know. Having something metal electronic in your body I mean, at all times... Have full, like, 
skeletal structures redone and like metal and different that's, various silicones yeah, and but that's also we've we've had that in for a while sure. in the medical community sure, sure, sure. You but know? that's what but that's what i'm saying and also people have technology in them already with like right. heart uh sense, right a pacemaker thank you yeah so i'm not yep. really concerned about the physical piece mm -hmm. but i'm concerned about well that that connection between technology what are they using it brain, for or are they tracking uh, what kind of what can that thing do and um right what if it sends a shock wave and then it can control your body movements and also you know? and also uh world leader elon musk is talking about <laughs> people are so obsessed with that guy people are talking about or he's talking about Neuralink, which is i think his idea mm -hmm. which is essentially one of those little chips that has access to all that information right but then also allows communication with people without actually talking to them right which is crazy so you're kind of just like Kind of how you can hear yourself in your brain, mm -hmm. I imagine. Right. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't understand the technology well <laughs> enough, but it's it's. I mean, it's really fascinating. I really hope people continue to use technology for good. Um, good luck. Yeah. I don't you know, know we'll, we'll see. Um, well, really, the honest the honest thing is, they're going to use technology for whatever will make Dude, them the by most the way, money. I love but, right now. I just realized this mm -hmm. episode came out on Thursday. I hope you're enjoying mm -hmm. your Thursday. And a lot of um, vast majority of our listeners are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder what's happening right now. Oh yeah, after the election drops, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll see. This is pre-election we're recording right now, just so you know, right. just because right. uh, we're surprisingly haven't mentioned it once. So that's because we have no idea. Oh, right. We have no idea. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. this even Stay tuned. makes it to the internet. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, on that note, um, <laughs> yes. some takeaways. Uh, we're not getting smarter. But I, I do think... I think we could. We have the potential. I do think more information or more access to information now, as you did, important. you did sort of bring me back to reality, but I still mm. think it's a net You're positive. You're welcome. I still think You're it's welcome. a net positive. I would agree. It I, would agree. I don't think it's hurting. Right. Even even if it is hard for, to, to still, you know, properly But I have think one the of the negative effects of uh, all this information is that we have become... False impartial sense of to it. Intelligence, yeah. too. I yes. think people believe they're smarter than they yes. are, know more than they really right. do. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. I would agree. But especially, at the end of the day, you, you don't know what you don't know, Jared. Yeah. I, I Man, social media is going to be is gonna be a very interesting place in the next, like, 10 years with this whole idea right. of intelligence, you know? Right. And just our online identities, especially, how that will change. Especially since we have now, with this current administration specifically, been seeing a, uh, uh, companies like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram start deploying the sort of, this is not real feature mm -hmm. where like if if someone posts something it'll specifically say this is like this looks like news but it's not mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh i i think well, that it shows you how easy it is to manipulate information sure where it's like i think that's a good thing but it's like mm -hmm. well why should i trust right like i, I trust you because it's some do you trust the zuck that seems ridiculous to me right. but like why should i trust this company to tell mm -hmm. me what is and isn't real but right. then once again or it's like it's like, well, that's a scary thing where right. we're going to get to a point where you can't... How do we avoid getting to a place mm -hmm. where you can't believe anyone or trust anyone? Or, or maybe it just gets to the point, Jared, that we get so um, advanced with technology that we prove that we are just in a simulation. And uh, Yeah, but if we prove that, then... I. Oh, well, that'd be interesting. I feel like. Well, have you seen the the good? You've seen the Good Place, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. In, in the latest season. Um, oh, I haven't seen the newest one. Don't don't be okay, spoiling well, it. Uh, okay. Are you talking about the? Isn't it the fourth or fifth season? The one that's on Netflix. Have you've seen the fourth? You haven't seen the fourth season? Um, maybe I have. Go well, ahead and spoil. You know, Chidi, Chidi's uh, girlfriend, right? Uh huh. The the, um, the Eleanor. The, yeah, she's the the mm -hmm. professor. 
No, not Eleanor. The oh right, she she when he's in Australia, when, right, or yeah, New yeah, Zealand yeah. or wherever he is. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. The, so, she's like a neuroscientist or something, right? Yeah, you know yeah. she goes to the good place, right? Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, then I'm not gonna. Okay, say. all right. All right. <laughs> well, stay tuned, listeners, and, and maybe next episode we'll. No, just tell me. Okay, it's fine. Well, so she so she's in the good place okay. and the, uh, the legit good place. No, no. S- excuse me. She's in the bad place. Okay. But, so, oh, so you you have not seen the newest season clearly because, uh, what it is is that they so um, so they find out obviously that it's all fake and all that. Right. But but they have a chance to go to the good place if they can prove if they can prove that the whole that idea they've improved of, themselves. Right. Yeah. If they yeah, can prove I've that re- the whole idea of going to the bad place is kind of stupid right. because you can't improve yourself. So they put um, they put uh the the main characters back mm-hmm. into the good place, but they now choose other people. That they have brought into the good place, mm-hmm. that they have to sort of witness them change or sort of right. aid in their change or whatever. Right. Okay. One of the people they brought to the good place was Chidi's girlfriend, who was Chidi's neuro, girlfriend. Neuroscientist. But Chidi okay. is now, uh, and so Chidi's girlfriend is in the good place. Okay. But she is like a you know highly intelligent uh, mm-hmm. sort of neuroscientist or something like that, right. or some sort of like yeah, fil- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sci- psychol or something like that, something yeah. brainy. Yeah. Some brainy. Um, so to her, the whole idea of the good place is just a ridiculous like figment of her imagination. Oh, okay. So she is acting a fool essentially and acting really oh, nice. ridiculous because, because she thinks she's it's like a this whole this is all just in my like it's not this is real. In my mind, right. I'm just making this up in my head so right. I can do anything. Right. And so it's ruining their experiment because she's oh, that's like this funny. isn't even real. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen I yeah, haven't gone that far, clearly. but that's hilarious. <laughs> so that's, that's what I feel like okay. we're getting to. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Let us know where you think we are getting to at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Also check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. And also let us know, do you think, are we getting smarter? Are we getting dumber? Is there just more information? Let us know. Um, And with that, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, diecuyeme. Muchas gracias, Shisha and Dosvidanya. Can tell you what, though, Jared, people are definitely getting smarter if they're listening to the uh, Untranslatable podcast. I'd agree with that. We did some old school episodes this week. Dude. We did. It's been a we long did. time since we've done. We've done some long ones yeah, too. I miss some, it. Some I miss it. Ones. I don't have a problem with it at all. Well, that's what happens when you're when you're in person, Jared. That's true. You know, we got a fancy new backdrop. We've clearly. I definitely need to raise it up so I can actually. Hang it up later. Yeah. But I think for the pot, I'll keep it. I'll move it down like this on, on the old Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good work, dude. Yeah. Good point, though, about the post-election. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's crazy. We're not even up. mentioning it. But your prediction is on Trump another four years. I hope I mean, not. I'm not saying you want that, obviously. Right. I worry, I worry somehow that's going to be the end result. You know, what I'm, you know what my prediction is? What? Blue wave. A blue wave. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see if you're right, Jared. I think that red sun is just gonna yeah. evaporate that blue wave somehow. Oh man. Just yeah, en- we'll see. engulf the wave yeah. in it. Right, we'll see. 